0: back everybody to another episode of the wrist cheese radio podcast your home for horological hot takes taboo topics and often unpopular watch opinions i'm your host brodinky with me as always is my friend schmidt and in addition tonight we have it's i it's almost like a a third potter but also a guest anyway everett you might know him from 40 and 20 he is also the co-founder of foster watch co he's joining us tonight ever say hi to the people out there hello welcome welcome hello to the people out there (laughs) so uh boys how are we doing this week
1: good brother good how are you
0: uh i'm not gonna lie if you can't see uh, I, I had two sick kids this entire week, so I've been carrying. them. They wouldn't let me put them down. They've basically been coughing in my face, which explains mm. the puffy redness around the eye situation I <laughs> got going on. So, thank yes. God this is a an audio only format. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> so my apologies for my appearance, but
1: pfft. so you're the walking you're the walking plague right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm you yeah. know taking the antibiotics. I'm, I'm I'm thankfully I'm off the next couple of days, but
1: that's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good yeah the ki- the the sickness from the kids is always like it's it's and I always feel like it's like super potent like it just kicks your butt when you get it from your kids I don't know what yeah. it is
2: for sure Ed, what kids. about you but uh, you know i'm doing I'm doing well I've had sick kids too uh I had a my son had like a hundred and four degree fever and then Ooh uh for like three days like it would come down and then we'd be like okay it's done and then it would shoot back up at one point he was like 104.7 we were like oh god we called the hospital and they were like please don't bring him in he's fine he'll be fine uh (laughs) (laughs)
1: like last time i checked 104 is pretty serious
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i mean we were like do we need to panic he seemed okay uh and then the other two kids were sick with some shit and then i had i had a busy week and so yeah i'm tired i'm tired Mm -hmm. i'm feeling Mm -hmm. like uh yeah, I'm feeling like this this is this is a nice a, a nice relaxation moment. It's have a have a drink of whiskey. Talk with my buds about watches. Love it.
0: But there's a lot to be excited about this week.
2: Y- yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. So we so we we actually launched so Foster Watch Company launched this week officially. We sort of uh had had a, you know, I don't know what you call it. A a guerrilla marketing campaign. I like really that term by the way. I've heard
0: that a couple times. I, I'm with that. I like that a lot.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's the best way to describe it, right? You just kind of show up and you're like, "Hey, have you seen my watch?"
1: And you open the trench coat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're basically you're basically the digital digitalized version of that dude in Central Park with the with the trench coat opening his opening his pocket up, right? It's like, "Hey, yeah, a uh, hundred my watch. Now I want you to yeah. have it." Yeah, you, you know,
2: so through forty and twenty, we I, I've got I've got a bunch of just watch people connections, and sure. kind of early on, I was sort of leaking them photos and building up some some low-key hype and then yeah we launched this weekend i mean we're for sale we've i've shipped watches i i that's took, crazy i had to go to the post office with a hand truck that's a big, wow. that's a big moment hey like, i gotta put I the like hand that. truck in the car so i can unload the watch boxes that was pretty rad
1: that's so amazing
2: that's so amazing congratulations yeah, yeah buddy. congrats
0: to you guys hey, thanks
2: you guys thanks you guys I'm, I'm excited for people to start getting them and wearing them and enjoying them so good. So good.
0: All right. So you're going to be joining us for the whole bit today. Usually I bring the guests in after new releases and all that, but I figured since you're kind of like kin to us a little bit, we just do the whole thing. So we're going to do that. Um,
2: I feel honored.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, tiny bit of housekeeping. Uh, I I don't really know what happens lately with, the, I, I don't know if it's Podbean or what. Some Something's going wrong with our our a handshake somewhere between I guess it's Spotify and Podbean. It, the episodes are either cutting off or a couple weeks ago, the intro didn't play, but the rest of the episode played. This week, it cut off at 51 minutes. The episode's like an hour and two or three. And I don't really know what's going on. But, you know, my sincerest apologies to our listeners. I know they're probably looking forward to that stuff. But I I, I don't really know what's going on because on the Podbean site, it's fully up there and I can listen to yeah. it. So I, I don't really know what the best solution is, but just uh, know that it's not it's not on my end. All right. I'm, I'm working my ass off here.
1: And you guys aren't crazy either. No, we no you're also not crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Somebody said it was like, this episode was like the, the Sopranos where it just went dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just, I just said, Q journey. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Technology. Every time you need it to work, it just doesn't want to. Yeah. Do so. It's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. And just, uh, I know I mentioned last week, I had a little NWA going on. Uh, it is the green Willard. I got recently. Uh, Mm. I picked it off of someone who didn't want it anymore, beat it up a little bit, and threw it on the forums for a very reasonable price. So I picked it up. I'm liking it a lot. The color is awesome. Wears pretty darn good for the dimensions. Uh, Right now, I got it on Uncle Seiko. I think it's the chocolate bar it's known as. Trying to figure out my best uh, configuration here. Might be be a rubber, might be a NATO, something like that, because it's a little chonky. But really liking it so far. The shade of green is really great. Yeah, um,
1: it's a it's an olive drab like military green, right?
0: Very, very. The, yeah. Now the the dial is sunburst, which is very dynamic, and the bezel is matte, right? Pretty matte. Yeah. So it there's a little bit of contrast there. It's really cool. It's it's not your typical like I don't know how to describe it. It's not the the dial is more green and the bezel is a little touch more brown, so you get you get a little contrast there. Oh, and nice. uh, I think
2: that Seiko said it's a, it's evocative of the Kalamata fields under Mount Fuji in August.
0: <laughs> I would totally I would absolutely buy that as oh, both a I Seiko and an olive it. enthusiast. <laughs>
1: I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Thank so. you.
1: Thank you, Everett, for that fantastic
0: explanation. See, contributing. All right. This is why I brought you know, him in early. I, I, right, I know my people. Right. I know this my people. What we do.
1: This is what we do.
0: All right, so we're going to go to new releases now. Uh, this week, I, I swear to God, my head was exploding with new releases. I had to actually trim the list down. There were so many. I tried to get to, to most of them. Well, I guess we'll probably lump in the rest next week for if I can't imagine there's going to be more next week in this same breadth of, a, of a drops. So, uh, Schmidt, I know you're excited to talk about this one. We got a new SMP. It's for the Bond 60th. Why don't you just take this one away and we'll just we'll just comment after uh with you,
1: wait, there was a bond watch that was released. What? <laughs> oh, you know, I was ready for this, I've been reeling about it all week. Um, so yeah, new bond watch, uh, for the 60th anniversary of the James Bond franchise. And uh, I gotta say, I know that this one has kind of been for Bond fans, has been a home run for the watch community, it's kind of you know, been maybe a little bit lackluster because it's nothing really crazy, but I think that that's why I love it so much. Uh, This is a very reserved Seamaster, and I like that it's a return to the original kind of 1995, GoldenEye era, small wave dial, Pierce Brosnan, suave tuxedo version of the Seamaster 300 that so many of us fell in love with when we got tied into into the Watch family. Um, I love it. I think the waves on the, I should say, I think the small waves on a modern Seamaster, I never thought they would look good, and they look amazing. Yeah. And I'm kind of in that thinking where I feel like they should come back. Is that is that uh, is that a little too much to ask for? No, man. I'm kind of wondering they, if it's... they look dope. They, they look.
2: They good. look fantastic. I love it.
0: They so, look they,
1: I read
2: something about that. Those those ways that surprised me. That that dial is anodized aluminum. Is
1: that is that a thing that Omega does? Yes. So they started this out on the 007 edition, which was the titanium one from No Time to Die. Okay, and they use a specific process called oxalic anodization. So essentially, this is an anodized coating. Um, but apparently, according to Omega, it was a this is a new anodized treatment that has never existed before. They invented it and debuted it on the No Time to Die. And essentially, it creates an anodized coating that will still patina or fade over time, but it's going to be two to three times harder and more scratch resistant than standard anodized coatings. It's about five hundred on the Vickers scale. Which is a pretty strong material for for an aluminum. Um, so they want the watch to develop character. They want to patina, but it is something that's going to be very difficult to damage or wear over time. Is the idea? So they've done it on 007. This new version with the the, the 60th, and I think um, the Moonwatches, the Heritage 300, stuff like that. So there's already watches in the current collection that have this technology too. So is that the same process for the dial and the bezel? Yeah. yep. yep. It's to keep them color the color the same.
0: Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. They went back to an aluminum bezel. Yeah, yep.
1: Because I mean, if you think about it, the old ninety five, like that, was kind of what made it cool, because that blue was a very distinctive shade of blue. And when you when you compare this one to the standard, you know, stock model, if you will, of the new SMP, the blue is very vibrant. It's a yeah. very bright kind of almost electric color blue. This one is more on that muted kind of sophisticated navy shade. Um, so I think if you hold them side by side, you're going to see how drastically different these two colors are. Uh, and I think that that's kind of why, for me, it feels a little bit more refined, a little bit more upscale, even though it is a simpler made watch, if you will. Um, and I love the Milanese bracelet. I think it's another good choice. So many people com- you know, complain about the the old school uh, Bond bracelet. They think it's a little outdone at this point yeah. and tired. And they think it needs to taper. As, as I've said before, it's physically impossible to taper a design like that because it just won't work aesthetically. Um, you mean with the mil-
2: with the Milanese, It's you, you can't taper Milanese?
1: No, no, no. You can taper Milanese. That's that's I mean, totally fine. They do oh, it now. It's the, the original Rosman bracelet. The Rosman bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you start to cut into the into the patterning, it wouldn't wouldn't look right. So you, you really can't taper it. So I think that that's why Omega is probably playing more on the Milanese because it gives them a little bit of difference for the for the bracelet haters out there, if you will, um, to to have a different option.
2: I love that bracelet, though. I love the Brosnan bracelet. So I do too. too. It, it it does suck that it doesn't taper.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you know, but you know, there's different strokes for different folks. I think that's one of the things that makes that watch so unique and special. And I think if it did taper, you know, it would be, awesome. be haters. Well, there's that. Certainly, maybe, <laughs> but. You're always going to draw parallels and people are always going to compare it to something else. If you change that bracelet and you tapered it, the first thing everyone's going to say, well, it looks like a Submariner. I'm like, well, you know what? That's why the bond bracelet was the bond bracelet because it looked like nothing else. Yeah. So
0: there you go. Did I read correct that they went back to a box sapphire for this instead of a dome? That I don't know. I read that that was uh, an homage back to the old 007 edition, but. Either way, I like that we got a lollipop. That's dope. Yeah. I feel I'm feeling the no date. I don't I'm probably in a minority here. But the reason I liked the Necton was no date. I think this watch looks really good with a no date. I liked it when it was at three. I'm not in love with it at six on the newer models. Really? I am. I, I was a three date kind of guy. But the no date I'm feeling. I think it's very legible. It's very crisp. Yeah. I would buy this watch. I would.
1: I, I, I would, too. I would do it in a heartbeat. I know they're going to be very difficult to, to get. Uh, rumor is out there that they're going to be kind of like Snoopy status Oof. level, which I, I don't know what that means. But I will not buy this know, watch then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just
1: think that they're, they're going to be very picky and choosy with who gets the watch. I don't think yeah, they. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be somebody who's really um, dedicated to the Bond franchise, the lifestyle, that kind of thing. I think that's who they want to get this watch for. The same thing with Snoopy. They, they want people that, that are NASA enthusiasts and Speedmaster collectors to own that type of watch. It's not a watch for flippers. You know, that's kind of what I think Omega has been trying to do with these specialty releases. But, you know, regardless, the people who are able to get this watch, I think they're going to get a home run piece. Um, it's a very unique Seamaster. I think it looks great. It's got a lot of different riffs from a lot of different uh, James Bond eras, which I like as well and i think the little animation on the back is is pretty is pretty uh, clutch too so
0: well let's let's talk about that cuz i feel like that's going to be a a point of contention for a lot of people is i think a lot of people are going to be split between awesome and gimmick yeah um i don't know it's cool it's a cool feature i guess i sort of like the snoopy it's cool do i need it no is it is it neat yeah i mean the fact somebody figured out how to do this is cool i got to say that and that you know they attached to the second hand and all but you know, I can take it or leave it, I guess is what I'm saying. It reminds yeah, I mean, me
2: I, a little bit of those things you get in the cereal box where you you turn it back and forth and you can see the kid running or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. I think it's the same technology, right? So
1: yeah, so so the technology is called uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the French, it's it's More, It's yeah, More, M-O-I-R-E. Yeah. And uh, basically it's some type of moving illusion is kind of the way that it's described. And this can really encompass so many different things, but essentially how Omega was able to make this work. This is a normal 8,800 I'm sorry, 8,806 movement, which is a no date version of the 8,800 it's a standard automatic watch. No problem there, but basically what they did is they mounted a rotating disc just over top of the oscillating weight that has a specific spiral pattern on the disc itself. As that disc rotates, it lines up with another uh spiral pattern that happens to be stationary, yeah, transferred onto the underside of the sapphire crystal. When the two patterns line up as that disc rotates, it creates the animation of the James Bond character walking in the opening sequence of every Bond film do with do the do. rifling. Exactly. Right. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. So cool. So iconic, classic, <laughs> you know, openings for a movie. And you can see the, the actor doing the animation, which I think is very cool. It's consistently on. It's not like an on-off thing you can turn on or off, but it's consistently going. And it's something that you will only be able to view when the watch is off the wrist and turned over. So I think that this is certainly a nod to celebrate the iconicism that is the James Bond franchise. And what better way to do it with one of the most iconic movie opening sequences in the history of film I think that's kind of cool. And I love that Omega did it in such a subtle way that you can only truly appreciate it if you are a fan, if you are an enthusiast, if you are somebody that wants to take a look further. That's that's what's special about it to me. From the outward appearance, that Seamaster looks just like a normal watch.
2: You you know nothing bond over it. You know, one thing that is different that I actually really like is probably my favorite part of the whole watch is the no arrow at 60. They put a 60 at 60 yeah. instead yeah. of a, instead yep. of a, subtle. Not, yeah, that's, so subtle. that's my favorite part. I I dig that.
1: It's so cool. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it's not often that you have a, a number like that emblazoned on a bezel, especially, but I mean, you guys just did this with, uh, with your foster watch, right? You had the 12 hour bezel. So yeah. it's, it's kind of a design yeah. thing that, that people like, and I think it's cool. It's different. Yeah.
2: And it's sixty, right? It's it's the right number. It, it makes sense. It, it works so it works too well. Yeah, I dig it. It's
1: so it's so cool. Very 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 subtle. And that was that was one thing. A good buddy of mine who's a huge Bond collector. He's been on the podcast before, Lorenzo. That was one of the things that he loved about this watch. He said to me, Omega could have gone one or two ways. They could have done full kitschy Bond sixtieth, and it be all emblazoned over the watch, and it would have been a watch I, I would have passed on. For me, I love how tastefully they incorporated all the design aspects into this watch and still kept it subtle while paying tribute. And I think the 60 was a great way to do it. So it's going to sell. It's going to be hard to get. Don't kid yourself, but uh, call your ADs, call your people and see if you can get one.
0: Hide your kids, hide your wife. (laughs) All right, one movie watch to the next. Uh, I think when this watch dropped originally, people were really hyped about it. They saw it in the movie Interstellar. This is the Murph from Hamilton. This is a great example, I think, of the industry listening to the people on yeah, this one. Yeah, The original one was 42 millimeters, but the lug-to-lug was insane. 52 millimeter lug-to-lug, <laughs> right? So they dropped this one again. It's in 38. It's a great like the size. Original, for, like the original. It's a great size for everyone, right? So 38 by 11, very nice. 80-hour power reserve, 100 meters. However, from 52 lug-to-lug down to 44.7. Also, wow. twenty-two millimeter lug width down to twenty. Yeah, wow. But yeah. much more wearable, much more wrist-friendly. Um, the only difference is you're not getting the Morse code uh, markings on the second hand.
1: But yeah, that wasn't original in the watch. That was something that they added on. That was the tribute. gimmick for the. uh yeah, that was the yeah. gimmick for the. Yeah. And and I honestly, truly believe that's why they went with forty-two. Because I think the only way to make that Morse code legible. Would be to increase the size,
0: but I'm a big fan of this watch. I mean, I I love the the Alpinist, so this is kind of a almost like a Hamilton analog to it. Sure. Uh, cathedral hands. I mean, I, I don't really mind the 14 or anything. I love this watch a lot when I saw it, but my friend actually bought one, and I was like, I could never ever wear this.
1: So I'm glad <laughs> they did this. No,
0: I think I think this is a good move.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And in I mean, in I... the and in the realm of watches, I mean, 895. Yeah, it's not. That's not cheap, but it's also in the realm of of the game we play in. That's not horrible.
2: I hate the Fotina. I'm just gonna say it. I hate the Fotina. <sighs> Blasphemy. Use C <laughs> three. Just use C three on this, right? You like you. We don't need it to be brown. Just use C three. Use cream loop. Yeah, come on. Why
1: the the brown? I don't. I, I I hate it. I hate it. I hate Fotina. But wasn't the original watch this way? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking nasty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So so Everett is not about it. Hey. Everett is not about it. I, it's I will a say crispy this. Though. Watch.
1: I I will say this. This is probably one of my I, like like bro. I loved the original Murph when it came out. I thought yeah. it was such a cool looking watch, and it, I love the cathedral hands. I love the Arabic numerals, which is so different than the rest of the khaki fields out there. And when I saw the size, I was like, no. And then I and then like you. You see the lug to lug and you're like, no, no, yeah, no, geez. like there's no way. But you know what? I think Hamilton rectified their mistake. And what I really loved about this announcement is they leaned into the fact that they made a mistake. They leaned into it and in all of their marketing for this. They're like, Hey, we, re- we made this cool watch and it was a cool thing. And we went home and we checked our emails the next day. And we're like, uh Oh, we should have made it smaller. <laughs> and they did a whole advertising campaign around this, which is for me, an even better selling point as to why I would want to buy a watch like this because the company realizes, hey, the customer is very important. The customer is something that, that we should take seriously and we want to give our customers the best product we can. Let's go back to the drawing board and create something different.
2: Well, it was a weird decision in the first place, right? I think that this yeah. came out right around the same time as the Pioneer, the Khaki Pioneer came out. And the yeah. Hami, the, the Khaki Pioneer is like 36 on oh, a good day. awesome. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it was like at the time that came out, people were like, what the fuck are they thinking of releasing this tiny ass watch? So they knew at, at the time, they knew, you know, there's room, there's room for smaller watches. Yeah. And so to release a, a, right at the same time to release a 42 millimeter fucking
1: monstrosity you know,
2: monstrosity is is crazy <laughs> i actually really love this watch we talked about this on 40 and 20 last week and uh i think it's fantastic the only my only criticism is the is the, vintage the loom. loom but yeah, that's yeah. that's like uh, uh, whatever right at this point it's like like that's like a date window right so yeah uh uh you, you know i i think it's fantastic and i agree with you 100 they they made that's a huge decision they made and i think they nailed it
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure now now i really want one i've been i've been waiting Literally, all my buddies have the the khaki uh, field mechanical now. Bro's got one coming at some point soon. I got to get it to the post office. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just like I've been waiting, and like this is different enough from everybody else because I can't have the same watch anymore, right? Yeah, like I got I got to be a little different. So we'll see. Maybe I'll be picking up another another Hammy in my future.
2: I own the other watch from that movie the uh, the pilot the, the day pilot. pilot. What's it? Yeah, what what do they nickname that? It's uh, not the Murph. It's the uh, whatever. But that watch is fucking huge too. But it's supposed to be right. It's like
1: I think. they have, they like have forty-four. That, do you have the forty-four? Or do you have
2: the two? I, uh, I have the both? forty-four. I have the forty-four. Okay. It, it's it's a giant watch, and I love it. It's that's like my that's the watch I put on when I'm like when I want to power move somebody. Like <laughs> I got, I got cord that day, and I put on my Hamilton. Nice. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs>
1: power move, baby. What was that character's name? I coop his name. coop, the Cooper. The coop. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. Coop. That's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. On to the next. Uh, this is a watch that I, I I even though it's a Thousand Piece Limited, it seemed like everybody had one this week. The Oris Pro Pilot Colson Limited Edition, Thousand Piece LE. Uh it's a collab. That is in honor of aerial firefighters that take care of wildfires. That's a that's a little more relevant to you out there, Ev, than it is to us. But um, hundred yeah. percent, yeah. But yeah, so that that explains this really dramatic gradient orange to blackish dial situation that's going on. I I really didn't understand it at first. I had to go look, kind of investigate, but now it makes much more sense. Uh, carbon fiber case, titanium PVD bezel for all the people who tuned in to the show about that one recently. (laughs) All right. Do the
1: colors, baby. That's right. The colors in PVD.
0: That's right. Uh, But it's their, uh, it's their, their pro pilot model, uh, hundred meter water resistance, uh, double dome. They are Sapphire. The one neat thing I liked about this, they did was if you notice the second hand is black with a white tip. So it's legible around both sides of the dial. I thought that was an interesting little touch because given the fact that it's a gradient from almost black to bright orange, it's going to be hard to see a single colored second hand. So I saw, yeah. I, I I saw the white tip and I was like, Oh, once it gets to the opposite side of the dial, you can use the tip to tell where the second hand is. So I thought that was a really cool touch. Black just date window. Tip, yes. Just the tip just, just the for tip. a second. Oh my God. It makes so much sense now. <laughs> so much sense. But uh, yeah, this is a cool little watch. Um, I, I don't I I'll be the first person to say I don't I'm not as in love with this model as I think everybody else is. Not not the specific one, but just the Aura's pilot in general. Um I think when it came out everybody kind of gushed over it. It it's not my favorite. I think I like this one better than the I think it's titanium, yeah? The other one? The PVX? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, titanium. Yeah, I think I like this one a little bit, but I don't know. It's it's just not my favorite or I, I think I'm a diver sixty five guy when it comes to ores, yeah. but uh but it's cool, it's something neat, and uh it's definitely not a dial that you're gonna get many other places, so it's true. So we saw
2: these last week actually. I recorded with uh whiskey and watches last week and Spence was wearing one that he had on loan yep. and uh he was a little cagey about it. I was like, Spence, come
1: on, come on. come on,
2: come on. It's like you it
1: uh, before everyone to see. So yeah, that's <laughs> right. you're, you're, you're aware not with recorded with it, right? <laughs>
2: uh Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's pretty neat. Uh, the, the carbon case uh, I think is, is pretty, you know, their marketing materials, they say a lot of stuff about, you know, first ever's and blah blah blah, and I don't know if that's true. You know, first ever 3D printed, yeah, yeah. yeah. May, maybe that's the case. shit, I don't know. Hard but to verify. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I, I think they're doing a cool thing with it, and I, and I like the fact that the that the bezel's titanium too. You, you know, if you're gonna bash the watch, that titanium's gonna gonna yeah. take the brunt of that, yeah. which I think is a good move. Uh, the the dial, I, the dial's wild, man. I I think Oris actually does a great job with their like their recycled dials. I think they do a great job with their. Like wowie always shit uh, that that a lot of companies
1: can't pull off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a beautiful watch, and and uh, I, I think it certainly has a home. This is going to be a cool watch, especially if you love the color red or, or that kind of color spectrum. I think it's really nice. I like that it pays tribute to some very hardworking men and women that are sure. you know really doing God's work, if you will, uh, especially on the west coast of the United States because it's extremely dangerous over there. Yeah. But my my biggest thing, like you, bro, is this this collection overall. It's just not my favorite. Um, and I think for me, the biggest attractor of it is I don't like the hands. There's something about the hand style that just doesn't jive with me on this collection. Mm-hmm. Like all encompassing. Like I love the what, what do we call these hands? What do we I, call them? I don't know. They're like kind of like a, like a mixed hands. Yeah,
0: they're yeah. not. They're not quite broadsword, but they're certainly no. <laughs> Excalibur the buster sword
1: it's almost like a more geometric leaf hand you know yeah yeah you know it's got it's got a little bit of of a of a of a of a, a bold suit at the bottom but it tapers down so it it it's good looking but it's just not a hand style that i personally like but other than that, the watch is amazing. And I think if you're a big fan of Oris, this is this is certainly a cool watch to, to get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm right there with you.
1: Do these come on a
2: bracelet? They don't, right? They just come on the strap.
1: Yeah, this one's just on textile, but it has the same uh seatbelt clasp. Yeah, which um, is
2: which that you say you don't like the hands. That that clasp is what I don't like.
1: Really? Yeah. See, I that, don't like that clasp. I, like I think it.
2: it's really cool, but also then I get on a on a fucking like Allegiant Airlines flight, and I'm class, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh,
1: S- Auras has been here, you know. Like, you're getting, you're getting PTSD, <laughs> you know, okay? Well, saying. maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. May- hey, bro, you just need to upgrade to that. What is it? The uh, the free frontier pass for you know, as many flights <laughs> as you could take in a year. <laughs> Did you hear about that? I forget what I think it's Frontier. I forget which airline it is. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember what airline it is, but they're doing like, or maybe it's Allegiant. I don't know, but they're doing like a like a year long pass, like just all you can eat. It's like if you can make
0: your way on the flight, you're in.
1: Yeah, the buffet of airlines. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. This will end well. As somebody who flies quite often, this is going to be an absolute disaster.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, next one. I honestly just picked this one because I figured it would be here today, gone tomorrow. I might as well do it this week. Better late than never, sort of thing. Uh, Hodinky dropped a limited edition with Mito. It's the Ocean Star GMT uh, P nine hundred ninety nine piece LE. Um, now, by Hodinky standards, it's still available today, so I guess that means it's somewhat of a flop because usually it's out the door onto eBay three times the price. Yeah, yeah, you know. But um, I don't know, Schmidt. You have some thoughts about this one? Yeah,
1: I like it. I mean, it, it's. I think overall. It's a watch for me that is, it's a good watch. It's made by a good company. It's got some vintage vibes. I think it's a little confused on some of the style, style language. Yeah. You know, you got, and I know this was kind of one of the highlights. They did like these, these, uh, these diamonds and, and rectilinear formats, which according to them was kind of like a Houdinki input that they decided that they want to do this cool thing that, you know, not something that really Mito had brought out of a back catalog or anything like that. Mm-hmm. so i think it's a it's a good looking watch um i don't think you're gonna get a bad watch if you decide to pick this up for me it's really a non-starter but you know what this is the year of gmt so everyone and their yep. mothers releasing one uh thank you seiko 5 gmt <laughs> <I decided> to, <laughs> yeah. to start the catalyst of all the brands cramley's release gmt's uh, but you know i think it's a cool watch i think it would be nice if you have one in your collection but for me it's not really one that i would rush out to 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 get
2: you know the Ocean Star GMT is a a big watch. I've had one of these on before, and it's a huge watch. I think they shrunk this down. This they said forty and a half. But yeah. The the one I tried on before was much, much bigger than that. I don't know how yeah. big, but uh, much bigger. So I I I don't know if that's something Hodinkee did or if that's something. Oh, that you know like, that
1: that's one hundred percent what Hodinkee did,
2: because that's I mean that's pretty right. Honestly, thirteen ninety for like a a you know a legit Swiss. And it's a, yeah,
1: and it's a true it's a true GMT with the with true, the jump yeah. power. That's right. That's right.
2: So uh, I, I think it's, I think it's fine. I mean, it's just not exciting. Right. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Like we want and, our own releases to be exciting and it's not. Yeah. And that's
1: kind of what I'm getting at. Like it's just like, it's a good looking watch. Is it going to be reliable and, and, and usable? Absolutely. 100%. Sure. It's not a bad watch at all, but it's just, for me, it's just not visually exciting enough that I'd be like, sure. okay, this is what I have to go and hunt down eBay to get. And I Everett, like that
2: vintage Mito uh, the logo? logo, though. Yeah, 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 me it, too.
1: Um, you're right, the original Ocean Shard GMT is 44. Yeah, <laughs> so this is this is four 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 and a half millimeters going down, you know. That's, yeah, that's, that's,
2: that's definitely a, that's the Houdinki input. Yeah, that's a big jump.
0: However, they did also sport this with 21 millimeter lugs, so you know, 21 well, yeah, that's what it says, you Mito. <laughs> Fuck you, me, though. For all you bros who bought a brand new sub, you know. That's just a swatch. That's a
1: swatch thing these days. My 300 has got 21 lugs. My uh, my uh, um, the, the new Tiso Viso dates, which I had the old generation, which was 20 mil lugs. But the new ones, they increased the size of 41. They put 21 millimeter lugs on there. I'm like, guys. That's too big for that watch. On. That watch has I always know. been too big. But that watch, they, they shouldn't have made it bigger. They shouldn't have made it smaller. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 well, I, I don't think they sold too many of those, to be honest with you. i assuming the showcase is everywhere, so they, they need, they need to, um, they need to make a 38 viso day, yeah, date. or 37. I
2: mean, that viso day should be 37. I love that dog bowl day. would look fantastic at 37. Oh,
1: I think it's so good. It's such a, it's such a good watch, but it needs to be smaller, not larger. But you know, they they you know, Tiso's in bed with the NBA, so they gotta make big watches for all the NBA players, right? For the now. big dudes.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of lot of twenty ones coming out lately. Do you think that's are are companies in cahoots with Big Strap? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> yes, it's... that's exactly
1: what's going on. That strap Habit needs to sell more twenty one millimeters.
0: That's what that's what's
1: going on. Big Strap is uh, is getting in the way. Yeah, <laughs> but at least at least that Ocean Star GMT gave you a twenty one millimeter Milanese mesh. So there you go.
0: Speaking of Milanese mesh, one more watch back on the Milanese mesh. Uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to lump two in before, but this one, I, I feel like this one's got the people divided. It's another Seamaster 300 meter, but this one has a ton of gems around the bezel and a silicon uh, yes. dial. Yes. So this dial is going to be piece unique, basically, kind of like the Oris upcycle, where you don't really know what you're kind of going to get when you, yeah. you order it. Similar idea. This is apparently this is like unrefined silicone, and you're just going to get whatever pattern kind of comes to you. It has twelve shades of diamonds around, going
1: yeah, diamonds,
0: yeah, diamonds, going green to yellow. So, you know, this what, is you,
2: also a bond sixty, right? This is this is, is also in the bond sixties. Okay,
1: yeah,
0: this yeah. also has the animation, I think, too, right? Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Okay, it
1: just the 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 back of this one, since it is the luxury version, the movement has gold components. So the bridge is gold and the rotor is solid gold too. Yes, it's, it's the, the case. 8807, right? <laughs> so, so, so same movement, 8807, but... yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. the 88806 movement with the gold upgrade,
0: right? And so this is made of canopus gold. Canopus. And... Sorry, I don't know how you pronounce this. I'm not, cannabis. I'm not
1: canopus. not to be confused with cannabis.
0: That's why it gets too close <laughs> for me. That's why I lean I canopus. I know. I'm like
2: <laughs> every time canopus? I told people this, they're like, "Wait, what did you just say?" <laughs> and bro, not not to be yeah, a pedant, but you'd said you said you said silicon the first time, and then you said silicone the second time. So just to clarify, I like a, to
0: uh, s- cover my tomatoes and tomatoes when I can.
2: <laughs> I think this is the former and not the latter. I don't think that this is a rubber dial. I think it's a silicon right? yes silicon dial. yeah, yeah, silicon dial. yeah
0: And uh, yeah, like, I don't know. like the-, the
2: sand what do they say? like the sands of of that beach that they pop out on note, no. Uh, not, not no time to die.
1: Doctor No. Uh, yeah. Doctor No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so everything about this, you know, and there's been so much hate about this watch online, because a lot of people don't get it. I'm a Omega, I'm an Omega fanboy, so you know I, I love everything that they do. But you know, I think that this watch is very cool. It's obviously very different from Omega. If this was a Rolex, everyone would be like, Oh my god, this is the greatest thing that's ever been released ever. But because it's Omega and they're not normally one of those brands that's known for doing this, it's a little bit of a of a of a weird take um but what's interesting about the watch is the diamonds diamonds if you didn't know um are the anniversary stone for a 60 year anniversary so basically you have different shades of gradient diamonds that go from different colors these colors are directly pulled from the jamaican flag um, because the first ever bond film was actually shot in jamaica um which is also the spiritual home for the James Bond franchise because Ian Fleming penned every single one of the James Bond novels and two collections of short stories at his private estate in Jamaica called Goldeneye. His villa was literally called Goldeneye, wow. which is which is even more cool. So That's the badass. dial the dial is is made of silicone. It's uh, designed to to mimic the the Jamaican sands of the beaches that are there, um, which I think is very cool. To me, I love it because it almost gives you like this arctic. Camo pattern on the yeah, dial, and as yeah. you said, bro, it's like every single one of these will be inherently unique because there's no way to make this process exactly the same every time. Um, it looks like done... a almost a white meteorite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, that's, it's beautiful. That's what I thought I, it I, was at first. And I think if you see this in real in real life, it's even gonna be more dynamic and more special. But we're seeing you know the the enhanced product rendering photos. Um, the watch is made out of 18 karat canopus gold. And what's unique about cannabis in comparison to other white gold alloys in the market is it's the only one that I've ever heard of that utilizes all noble metals. So basically it's platinum, palladium, uh, gold itself, and rhodium to make the mixture. So this white gold never oxidizes. It doesn't fall away in its coating or plating or anything like that. It does not need to be rhodium plated, which is extremely expensive. Uh, Because the material is literally made out of all the precious materials. Um, Really no other white golds are are done this way in in any of the watch and jewelry industry. So it's a very unique material. It's extremely heavy given the price point. Uh, And especially because it's made out of four noble metals that equates the price point. Um, It's definitely not a watch for everybody. That is 100% true. But the interesting thing about these types of watches is James Bond fans, James Bond collectors... These are probably already gone, one hundred percent. Yeah, they didn't make very many, right? Yeah, dollars. No, they're not going to make very many. But you know what's crazy? This is this is always happens with the James Bond like franchise. I mean, you can go buy a James Bond globe trotter suitcase for like twenty thousand dollars, and they sell out of them. Like yep. people are nuts about this franchise. It's one of the most iconic franchises in the world. There was uh, a few years ago when they did the announcement for No Time to Die. Neiman Marcus, they have an annual Christmas catalog. They did a collaboration with Aston Martin to sell seven, I think they were DB9s or DB11s um, that were made. They had design input from Daniel Craig, who picked all the interior, the colors of Alcantara, all the stuff they did for these cars. They made seven of them. Each one of them came with a full platinum Omega Seamaster 300 meter, they all sold out. (laughs) I mean, these are this car is like what two hundred fifty thousand dollars, three hundred thousand dollars, something like that. And we'll throw in a watch. And we'll throw in a watch. I mean, like,
0: must be nice.
1: You know, (laughs) they sold them. Like this is this is a car for a fictional character, and it's not even the one he drove. But they'll sell. (laughs) So, although for the average watch consumer, myself included, it doesn't make sense. I know from a retailer's perspective that these are these are already already gone. Like they're sold. Somebody's already paid the money for these, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be one of those cool flex pieces. I just want to see, for me personally, I want to see Post Malone wear this watch because I, I feel like, like that's up be, his alley. It would be kind of the watch that he would wear.
0: Yeah, it would
2: work. It would work. I'd wear. I'd wear this watch. I'm just gonna throw it out there.
0: I mean, Which I would too
2: if you can if you can get a line on one.
0: Yeah, if you yeah yeah. You can get us a demo.
1: <laughs> it doesn't to need to
2: run. It. it could be one of those, like one of those
1: <laughs> non running demos. The, the, the not for sale display models. <laughs> yeah, that'd be set fun. It at the, at the marketing time.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. Very nice. Thank you for that in advance. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and last thing I have to say about this, cause I, I did read about it in some obscure place is, you know, all the, all of this watch is, is a throwback to, to the, to the Bond franchise in the 60th anniversary. Um, the watch for the cannabis gold version is made out of mango tree wood, which is interesting. And for those of you that may listen to this podcast who are bond fans, you might remember kind of the first ever quintessential bond girl. When she comes out and makes her, her debut in the film, she comes out of the ocean. She's been hunting for, for conch, uh, you know, diving and she's got this white bikini. She's got this giant scuba knife attached to her his or attached to her hip. And she's singing a song called Underneath the Mango Tree. So Omega literally sourced mango trees to make the wood boxes for the Canopus Gold Seamaster. I think that that's pretty cool. No, just I don't know, know of another brand that does that. So. <laughs> It's silly, it's ridiculous, but so is watch collecting. As, as oh as yeah, so. there's you nothing
2: about this that's not silly. It, 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 there's <laughs> I mean, nothing about you're... this that's not silly. Yeah, our show last it, week, Andrew, a- Andrew, my co-host, w- like railed on cartoon watches, and I'm like, yeah, this is, the whole thing's kind of fucking dumb. So whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. somebody, when in is Rome. somebody <laughs> bought a candy RM. Okay, like let's just be honest with you. It just it is what it is. People are going to sell this stuff. It doesn't make sense to the, to the vast majority of us, but somebody's going to buy. it.
0: And that brings us to our final new release of the week, and uh, sort of driving force behind the show: the Foster Eleven Atmos Skin Diver. So, Everett, why don't you take this one away, and you can kind of recap it. We'll just we'll go from there. I've heard of this watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is the
2: this is a labor of love. This is the watch uh, that I envisioned uh, as I was, you know, as all enthusiasts do, right? We all have like a watch that we'd like, right, yeah. or, or or we'd like to make, perhaps, right? Yeah. Uh, and this was that watch for me. Uh, the ba- look, the, the basics on this. It's it's a vintage sized, vintage feeling, uh, vintage shape. Skin Diver is what it is. So, so when I think of a Skin Diver, I think of that classic H case. And look, there are a number of Skin Divers that are sort of out, out in, in the world right now. Most mm-hmm. of them have traditional lugs, which I I don't think works for me on a Skin Diver. I want a, uh, that vintage H case. So I've kind of had this watch swimming around in my head. And uh, my, my dear, dear friend, Christian, and I were drinking beers after playing golf one day. And he's asking me about watches. He's like, I don't get it, right? Like watches, like I don't understand... It, uh, you, you know, he was just curious, like, "What are you doing?" Like, why well, you you podcast about watches? You talk about watches, and he's sort of like asking me questions and like trying to understand like the pathology of of the watch nerd. And um, and and sort of at the end of the conversation was like, "You know, would you ever would you ever think about making a watch?" I was like, yeah, not only not only would I think about it, I know exactly what i make." And I basically I more or less described this watch, and uh, I think he could like. He could see like it. how I thought it out and sort of the passion behind, you know, he's asking me questions about it. He's like, well, why would you do that? And i like, oh, well, because of this. And um, it, I think what I had described to him was like, uh, well, no, I know because we've played this out a number of times since then. <laughs> but uh, I described to him like uh, a department store skin diver from the 70s. <laughs> um, oh,
1: yeah. Like the Sears and Roebuck, you know.
2: A hundred percent. I, I yeah. think I said Montgomery Wards, but, but, yep. the, but actually is what I said. Right. Uh, so, so we started, you know, we basically right away started making drawings for this. I, I just drew it with a pencil. Um, I, I drew the top down. I wanted to have an asymmetric case. Uh, I, I wanted to have uh, but but not like full on benrus right uh yeah, like something yeah, yeah. in between at the time uh there was a watch kind of near and dear to my heart uh the astron banks sea ranger which kind of had a, and I was like this is so good uh so kind of like actually the dimensions here mirror the dimensions of a speedmaster you you wouldn't know it looking at it but it's the same proportion of asymmetry as in a speedmaster interesting yeah 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 um, and, and I wanted to have like a really specific K shape and I don't know if you guys have seen a profile on this. Let me take it off. I've, I'm wearing one of these, uh, Zulu Alpha straps. you guys know this company? Zulu Alpha? Yeah. yeah I have their, uh, I have their black beard strap. So that guy, Darren also, he's a rad dude. Uh, we had him on 40 and 20 a while back and I was like, that guy's fucking awesome. Uh, but I, I wanted to have this, you guys can see this, the folks at home can't, wow. but I wanted, I had this. Image of a really curved case that would that would hug your wrist, and and furthermore, this this is maybe the piece de resistance. Uh, but the case back, I wanted the case back to sit flush to the case back. I didn't want to have a booty. And we actually, I don't know if you guys can see that. I can. The see case it. back actually recesses, or the 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 case back actually recesses into the case. So at six and twelve it's actually inside yeah. of the watch so that when it hugs down on your wrist, it, it hugs real tight at the ends. You don't get that booty that it pushes up. Um, and I drew it and we sent it out for like renders and then like just started. We just started going. And That's before awesome. you knew it, like I came home one day from work and my wife was like, I had to pay the UPS guy 2,000 bucks. And I was like, what? She was <laughs> took delivery of... Three hundred watches, you, you know. Uh, that's <laughs> knock, what knock. Freight, <laughs> here's your that's money. <laughs> what, that's what freight costs on on three hundred watches. Apparently, right. now I, now you know. I, I it was an, a two thousand dollars that I hadn't expected to spend that day, but um, yeah. And here we are. We're launched and we're selling watches. Um, actually, so this is Sunday, the twenty seventh. I think the first batch of watches will be getting to people tomorrow awesome wow that's amazing yeah that's amazing and that's we launched on we launched on friday monday people are gonna have watches on their wrists
1: it's amazing it's a it's it's so cool It's so cool i love i love the design and i love also that you went with different color choices than what most people probably would have defaulted to on a first launch no blue i i love the fact that you just went full send. Like, I want traffic cone <laughs> orange. You got it, my That's friend. That's got to
0: be the one, right? I mean, I know it comes to me, black, to me, green, that is and the orange. orange. To traffic me, cone the orange got to be the one, right? It, that would be the it, one for me.
2: We're, we're almost sold out of it. I think we have single digits of that watch 50 of that left. one, right? 50 yeah. of the orange?
0: Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're going to have s- to ramp
2: that up. Those are rookie <laughs> numbers, man. You're going to have to pump <laughs> those numbers up, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're down to single digits on that. You know, I've got to be honest with you guys. I only wanted to make black. And my, really? yeah, my, my business partner was like, that doesn't this doesn't seem like a good business move. And I was like, but th- this is a black watch, right? Have you ever seen a 1970 a, a Sears and Roebuck or, or or a Montgomery Ward skin diver in anything but black? Yeah. The answer is no, because nope. they don't fucking exist. Uh, and he was like, no, no, no. But this isn't that. This is something different. And we don't have to. We, we don't have any rules and we should do other colors. Yeah. So we prototyped a couple of grays. And,
1: gray oh, would prot- also be really nice, like a nice anthracite color. I think would be really pretty. We prototyped the first gray. We prototyped came off kind of purple, and
2: mm. um, and then we prototyped another gray, and it came off kind of gold. And we didn't really like either one of them. Okay. And so at that at that point, we got a blue, an orange, and a green. And we, oh, at the same time, we got that second gray. And the orange, first of all, that orange is like. It's like a blood orange. It's pretty red. The if you see the actual Pantone, it's pretty red. Some of the colors that looks more more pale, and some of them that looks darker. Um, it it's a super dynamic orange. And so as soon as we saw that dial, we were like, oh, oh, that's it. Okay. Yes. 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 And and the all, same with all the green. Yes. that's right we were actually about 50 50 between the green and the blue and ultimately went with the what we're calling the joey harrington uh the joey harrington joey harrington (laughs) (laughs) that's we're not formally calling it that just just for the record
1: informally calling it that though
0: yeah so 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 many
1: good nods here so many good nods
0: yeah and uh, you know 39 case is kind of ideal nowadays but 12 millimeters thick with the crystal for a diver yeah. that's
1: and it's that's a dome like I, it's a, like ideal. Crystal. It's it's a it's dome ideal it's 12.
0: Crystal.
2: Point, 12.1 and and it's not a diver right so so 11 right, it's atmos a, it's a skin diver I, I, right. you know we think we think it could be we, we our factory at least thinks that it could be water rated deeper than that but yeah. we, you know 11 atmos is what what we wanted from the beginning so it's right, like if right. we are if you can get us to 11 we're good just turn it up to 11 and then stop stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it
1: it a it's 110 meters, right? Yep. So, I mean as as Jason Heat would famously say is like you don't really need more than than a hundreds, <laughs> you know, something And some, and I we mean, took he, that advice
2: and gave it just a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's cool and again, here's the reality. I I am a person that dives in watches. I would wear this certainly diving as well. There's the vast majority of the public are doing nothing but desk diving. And, and the most water action that watch is going to see is the, the sink when they take it off to wash their hands because they're afraid of getting it wet. Right. That, that's, that's it. That's it. There's, there's very few people out in the watch world that are really truly adventurers that will wear their watches and beat the crap out of them for everything. It's just not a common thing. People, you know, they spend good money on these, on these products and they want to preserve them. And, and, I, and I understand that. But I also feel like sometimes you miss out on those opportunities to wear a cool watch. And and I don't know if the next generation is going to have the the patinaed watches the way the way that we do have them today because nobody's wearing them like that. So,
2: well, you know, we want people to wear this watch. So it's Absolutely. a PVD it's a PVD coated bezel, um, and so it's, gonna, it's going to patina. It's going to patina, and it's a one piece, right? So it's not just the inserts going to patina. You don't have that steel shroud. Um yeah. The you know well the whole thing is steel, but you don't have that that silver steel shroud protecting right. that so this is going to patina which is what we want we want this thing to you, you know someone was I, I sold one to a mechanic the other day and he was talking and i was like you're gonna wear it when you're wrenching And he's like oh no 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 i would never do that and i was like man i would really no, love it you, you, you should did. do that <laughs> could you <laughs> could you please uh he's, he's like send it know, to me
1: after a year so i could take a look at it and do uh do some update photos please
2: and you know the hundred and ten meters is a little bit of a a middle finger, right? For yes, people to buy—that's my
0: favorite part about
2: <laughs> it. You know, people that buy a, a a fucking watch with a helium release valve, and then they only wear it. You know, they only wear it inside. You, you know, and they and they like only set their wrists down on on a padded. Uh, you know, you know a padded wrist, tray. wrist Yeah, that's right. So they don't so they don't scratch the clasp, and it's like yeah. your watch has a helium release valve. Can you please fucking wear it? Uh, you know, whatever. I don't care. I, I'm not really mad at anybody. But, you, you know, we wanted this to be a watch that people would wear. We we, we kind of envisioned this as like a vacation watch. So this is mm-hmm. like when you go on vacation, you always have to decide, what do I bring? Uh, and we were like, well, we want a watch that you could just wear the whole time. So it's thin enough to to go under your your cuff at, at dinner, or but also wear to the swim-up bar. And it's going to be fine either way. I know that sounds kind of cliche or whatever, and, and it is. Uh, but that's really what we're trying to do here. A watch to wear on vacation in the sand. I love it. With mango
1: trees. That's right. Underneath the mango tree. <laughs> That's a song if you didn't know, by the way. Um <laughs> I love it, man. And and again, this is this is a watch I can tell was built by somebody who cares a lot about watches and and has not only exposed himself to a lot of watches, but tried on a lot of different watches and and really f- felt out what they what they think is is the best aspects of of each one of those things. Um, I love the design. I think it's very cool. I'm a big fan of the of the the blocky, asymmetrical '70s skin diver cases. I think there's something very cool about that, and it's it's one of those designs too that I that I that I know is done with intention because it's not a sexy design. Like that mm. was a very when that came out, that was very like, okay, we're just gonna mass produce stamped out watches. And the yeah. easiest way to do this is just to make them all like square-ish and we're just gonna pump them out like, as cheap as possible. It was it was a it was a design base of necessity rather than refinement or luxury. And to me, a lot of watch brands today, they don't lean into that design concept because it's you know arguably not the sexy one to do, right? Yeah, but I love that you guys went with a completely different path and said, you know what? We're going, we're going this way because nobody else is doing this. We want to be different and unique, and let's 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 lean into it. Um,
2: I love it. Well, well, yeah, with with no chamfers on the whole damn case, hardly any. <laughs> there's hardly any polish, and, and you yeah. know, it's not like it's not like we we didn't do those things because we didn't think about it, right? Uh, of course not. I feel like it's this is this is the complete that.
1: opposite. You just des- you decided not to do this, right? That's right. You know.
2: Yeah, that's right, and 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 I think it's important to note that, right? It's this is the watch for someone that wants a watch that looks like this. So if you want yeah, champers, yeah. there are lots of watches and one hundred percent. Uh, but this is something, and and yeah, I think you're right. This it's very much a stamped design, right? This is a cold pressed or or even a hot pressed, uh, you, you know, stamp forge design. We did not do that, right? This is not, of course forge. not, this of course is not, yeah, CNC machine. I think it would be more expensive to stamp forge something than cnc but uh yeah that's the aesthetic for sure 100 yeah,
1: yeah I, I love it and, and 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 i know that probably the average consumer wouldn't notice that but as somebody like myself who has looked at these things i can tell that that is an intention that is a design aspect that you guys are, i'm sure would probably hope somebody would understand or pick up about your watch but it's not something the average public is going to notice but i i see it it's like it's very easy to do the polished case because that's what everybody else does. It's much harder to do the the opposite, which is go in the completely 180 direction. And I love it. I love it. everything we do about hope it. it's
2: evocative of something though, right? That that any like a non watch guy could look at this and be like, It's oh, an that's adventure watch. What is that? That's weird. That's cool. I like that. It's an adventure watch, you know. It's yeah. it's but also I, like a drink and beers at the pool watch. Yes, one hundred percent more important, more important than adventuring. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't adventure very much.
1: <laughs> He's like, I adventure to my car and then to the coffee shop and then back.
0: <laughs> well, one of one of my favorite watches that this—if I—if I squint my eyes hard enough, one of a watch that this kind of uh, evokes to me is the the sixty two Moss, which is one of my favorite yep. seikos. Yep. And now, obviously, that's an expensive ass watch, <laughs> yep. and even the old ones hard to get. You know, hard to find in good condition. Now, this. Is I mean more or less I mean you have the H case you have mm-hmm. you know no crown guards very similar look this is sort of that in a a very friendly package that I know again I can take yep. it on vacation I can hang out I I don't have to worry about banging it around like for me that's a great package because that that's something I'm getting a look I love along with a price I like and the functionality I'm looking for. Look, I know people, when they get expensive watches, it's hard to wear them doing crazy things. And I know everybody says, wear your watches, wear your watches. But in the back of your head, it also says, well, this costs a lot of money and I should be responsible. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah so, that's, right. that's right. And, and with all the, the nonsense people talk nowadays about, oh, you have to watch where you're going with your watches. Right? People people, people are getting robbed. People are getting, you know.
1: <laughs> yes, that's hey, happened. Right? That's happened.
0: Guess what? I've got the perfect watch for you. You're going to go on vacation. You're going to be out in... You know all these places people talk about: Spain, France, whatever, Italy. Oh, I got robbed of my Rolex here. Well, guess what? I got my the perfect vacation watch. And you know what? If you want to take it, go ahead. I'll get another one. No big deal. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Look, if someone's wearing this in Ibiza or wherever, wherever it is that people get robbed for watches, get, get us, get us a DM. We'll figure something out too, right? It's I mean, a, it's not gonna happen. And b, uh, it, 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 b, it's like. Five hundred bucks, right? Just you yeah. fucking buy another watch. The, it's not an accident that that this evokes the sixty-two Moss. This is not a sixty-two Moss watch, and in fact, it's actually much more uh, uh, focused on other watches. And but we were aware of the sixty-two Moss when we designed this. You you know the sixty-two Moss. If you've seen it, the the markers are very uh, square. Everything on mm-hmm. that watch is very yeah, they're square. very the, clunky. The case is square uh and the markers squ- I, I don't I, I actually think it's a beautiful watch i, I love that yeah. but we we didn't want to we didn't want to make a 62 moss watch and and so but we, we did really you know focus in on japanese style when you look at the dial here you can see uh there's a lot of seiko influence we've got a lollipop second hand. you know I, I don't want to say it's an homage watch because that's a bad word but it it, it is in many respects homages to many different watches right. we, it, we, it pays, yeah, yeah. That's right. We're, we're paying respect to Seiko, uh, with our, with our dial layout and design. And, and certainly with that lollipop seconds hands, we're we're paying homage to the numerous Swiss skin divers of the late sixties and early seventies. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're doing things that that pay respects without, without homaging any one thing, but yeah, you, you can't deny that, um, this is that, right. Th- this has got a similar feel Th- I'd say the biggest difference between this and most of those watches is I wanted to have distance between the bottom of, of the bezel at the six and the 12. I wanted to have exposed case, which makes for a little bit of an unwieldy 40 or 48 millimeter. We probably could have gotten that down to about 46, but I really liked, uh, yeah, so I yeah, wanted I to push, about. push that out a little bit to give some case there. It, it lengthens the case visually. And I thought we could get away with it with the curve and I think we've done that. Um, I think I know, bro. You know, Debbie, Case and Crown. Yeah, and she put this thing on, and it was like, it. <laughs> it's a totally. She's got a tiny wrist. I don't know how big it is. It's probably like three and a half inches. <laughs> uh, but you know, it just didn't work, right? And so that's something to note. Um, but yeah, we we were definitely l- looking at those things as as we made this. But without, that, you know, we didn't want to be a mirror anything. We wanted this to, we knew what we wanted it to look like.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not an homage, it's tribute. It's paying tribute, it's paying respects to, to, to some great designs out there. And again, you know, arguably, no matter what we do or what we create, everything is going to be inspired by something,
0: yeah. you know,
1: because it, it's, it's. Something that we take passionately enough to to want to recreate in some form or fashion. And it's true. I was looking through some of the other photos of, uh, not your stuff, but just overall 1970s skin divers. And you're right. The bezel is almost touching the very, very top of where the lug would start before the the, the strap is actually attached to it. So it's an it's interesting design aspect that you decided to do where you basically shrunk that distance down a little bit um, to increase the length of the visual appearance of the case, which you know, all the other brands did not historically, so it's very interesting, very cool.
2: Yeah, and, and I don't know why we wanted that. I, we just wanted
0: that. Like we hey want man, to have some, like you said, there's no rules case there. Yeah, there's no there's
2: rules. no rules. No <laughs> rules.
0: <laughs> is there a is there a significance behind the, behind the name Foster? I was
2: gonna ask. Yeah, so there, so there is. Uh, when when we were, so we we visualized the watch and the name of the watch, the Eleven Atmos, which is actually the name of a line. Uh, it's the 11 Atmos Skin Diver, right. which should uh, create some expectation of additional 11 Atmos watches uh, for, for for you at home. Uh, but <laughs> we, we didn't have a brand name, and so we were talking about you know you know our our names, um, you know regional stuff. Christian, my my partner, has secured a bunch of IP over the years, and we were going through some of the IP he had secured, and. He was like, "Well, I kind of got this one piece of IP that I thought I was going to use on one project, and I'm not. It's Foster." And I was like, "Dude, I grew up on Foster Road in Portland." And he was like, "Yeah, that's what oh, that's bang. what it's about." And uh, <laughs> what? and we kind of yeah, and and Foster Road in Portland, it it there's a whole there's a whole sort of thing here, and and I don't want to make too big of a deal of it after kind of being transparent about the evolution here, but Foster Road is this diagonal road. Portland, the east side of Portland's a grid uh and foster road cuts across the grid it sort of starts in the middle and then cuts across the grid and it goes through like the worst part of portland or at least historically and that's that's where i grew up i mean it's the hood and um i was like yeah this is like that makes me feel warm inside right the idea of it this really blue collar neighborhood and yeah it's uh, kind of a blue collar wine that's right a hundred percent i love it and we kind of like wrote it out, like, oh, it'll look good on a dial. Um, there's just a ton of opportunities, it sounds good. Um, yeah, so that's it's named after Foster Road in Portland.
1: That's super cool. And and what what like serendipity for that to be a thing, right? You know? Like that's totally. so that's that and then that, that's when you know, like you just know like that's what we're doing, like right there. That's the one we have it. Yeah. That's
2: right. That's that's, so it. Cool. that's how that conversation went. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it.
0: Now, no project like this comes without some sort of a, a few hurdles along the way. What would you say your biggest one was?
2: Well, it, you know, neither Christian or I know anything about making a watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so learning how to make a watch was was a big one. Uh, you, you know, doing, doing what I've done for the last five years or so, I've met just a ton of people and I've made a ton of connections. And so we were able to, uh, pretty early on tap into some of those connections to be like, what should we be doing? Um, I, I had originally, uh, connected with an OEM and we started talking to them and they were like, well, you can't do acrylic crystal, you know, with more than 50 meters of water resistance. And so we fired that OEM and, and then we, you know, like, wait wait what hold up yeah 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 yeah, yeah. more no, than serious.
1: 50 meters
2: yeah that's that's what we were told so i was like we we fired them right yeah that's, no, I, that's... Okay. As, as you should have because
1: promptly <laughs> and, every and single then, dive watch in the history of mankind up until you know yeah. the 1980s was made that's with right. acrylic crystal yeah sego banks yeah, are different that's, yeah exactly. that's that's right
2: and so we, you know, but but really, just sort of knowing who to trust. I think you asked yeah. for the hurdles, uh, knowing who to trust. So we, we we're not blessed with a, a family lineage and watchmaking and 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 ownership in a in a factory in Vienna or whatever. And yeah. so there's not that there's not that connection I- industry connections. We we had talked um, at at some point today about you, you know how that sausage is made and and it's it it really is you know there's a lot of things i don't know about about how our watch is made even today you can't get into china you can't see the factories yeah um and and so there's but but so with that in mind knowing who to trust we found a fantastic oem um you you guys know those guys or you at least know who they were um and, and and relying on the folks that i had met um, uh, in, in, in what I was doing, podcasting and, and feeling confident that these people were going to, you know, take an interest in what we were doing and, uh, be willing to answer hard questions. And, um, there's a couple little like manufacturing quibbles. Uh, we wanted to do a one piece 48 click bezel, uh, which is, is pretty atypical, you know, 48 clicks in and of itself is super weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, and then to do that in a one-piece bezel was a challenge because, um, you, you know, you, uh, I can never get this. I think you increase the margin of error or you decrease it. It's one of the two. I can't remember. It's 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 harder to get it right with forty-eight clicks. So one hundred and twenty, if you're not lined up, you're fine because you can't tell because it's, you know, it's only there's so many clicks. Right, sixty clicks that gets harder. With 48 clicks, it becomes really hard. And so our factory originally said, hey, we can't warranty these. So we're going to make them. Some of them aren't going to be lined up and we're not going to eat that. You're going to have to eat that. And uh, that for a $500 watch, we just couldn't do that. So we initially had gotten our prototypes with an insert um and it it just interrupted the flow it wasn't a huge problem uh but it it wasn't the vision and it interrupted the flow so working with our manufacturer and our factories we were able to get manufacturing tech to to do this in an accurate consistent reliable way and and out of 300 watches i think we have four misaligned bezels that we're just going to get fixed right um and and when I say misaligned you can you know with the fonts that we used and, and the type of bezel we don't have real sharp indexing right and so yeah. if, if yeah. we're off a tiny bit we probably wouldn't even notice or and you certainly wouldn't notice um but but there's been a handful of them was like well that's off <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's not right um yeah. but but if, I think literally four watches out of 300 which is totally acceptable yeah because um, yeah, so, sure. you know, So, but, but yeah, just, just, I I mean, to answer your question uh, more on the nose, just figuring out who to trust because short of doing the work yourself, you've got to put trust in people. And we've had an incredibly good uh, run of individuals that have helped us. And, And that's not even, that's not even the people that have like talked to us and given us advice. And, you know, the amount of people that gave me divine uh design device uh design advice on this thing is i I can't i can't even count the amount of people so i know i'm kind of talking about what what made it possible as opposed to the challenges but that really is you know because you don't know you just don't know
1: yeah for sure
2: that's been the biggest challenge is not knowing
1: and it's got to be it's got to be very intimidating because you know i think i think secretly every single person that's in the watches has always been like you know what I wish mm-hmm. I could get the wild hair and just be like, I'm going to start my own brand. And it's like you come to this, this moment where you're like, I literally know nothing about the thing that I'm so passionate about when it comes to not consuming the products, but manufacturing. it. Like, how mm-hmm. do I make leathers? You know, how do I source nylon? You know, how do I make a, a crystal? Do I do sapphire? Do I do a mineral? Do I do acrylic? And, and you guys want acrylic, which, I, again, much respect. Old school. I love it. I'm a Hezzy boy as bro is as well. Like we're all about, we're all about the hezy boy, for life for sure. Hezzy boys for life, right? Yeah. So for me, it's like, there's certain things that, that are, that it can be so intimidating, but I'm, I'm very f- thankful that you guys have delivered something like this. That's truly unique to the industry because it, you know, it's special, it's different and it's well thought out. And I think it has its own distinctive language and yes, it can, you know, pay some little bits of tribute and, and homage to some other pieces there. But so many things that come out still do to this day. But I love I love the design. I think it's very very cool.
2: That's really kind. It, yeah, it, you know that that's really kind, and it's really it makes me feel good to hear it. Uh, but but you're right, right? We all have that dream, and it's like, well, yeah, if I had the opportunity, I'd do it. But there are these moments along the way where you're like,
1: what did I? Uh, what did are I bite we off doing? Looking at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What are we
2: doing? You know, I think the most recent one I had was when we were talking to the packaging manufacturer about die cutting the foam inserts for the boxes. I was like, I'm out. Like I, (laughs) I, I'm out like 300 watches sitting on my front porch. like, I'll get a loan. I'm out. Uh, you you know, and you figure that shit out, but it's like,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, You you know, there's, it's really, can I do this? I I can't do this. What have (laughs) I done? I can't do this. Um, and and still today, you know, I'm like, God, I'm not sure I can it's, do
1: this. Yeah, it's got to be surreal. It's going to be very surreal.
0: So speaking of chasing your dream and making your own watch, has anybody seen uh, the Dave Portnoy special? Oh, Brick no. Watch Co. Brick Watch Co. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So it, for those who don't know, he is the stool presidente of uh, Barstool Sports, and he decided, I've always loved watches. I want to try my hand at this. And we're talking $2,400 Salita SW200 watches that are, oh, I don't know. If you just, if you look at them, they're just, uh, they're a little, I uh, guess a little confused. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe. Them. No, <laughs> it's not you know confused.
2: It is a piece of shit. <laughs> These things yeah. are fucking terrible. Like, I, this, I don't, is, I don't, you can, Everett, you can slam this guy because he's, he's
1: a, a millionaire and, he yeah, doesn't yeah care. that's true. These are but, fucking terrible. But I'll say this I mean, and Everett, correct me if I'm wrong because you've already gone through this, but this, this is like one of the, the, the budget renderings the, the, the manufacturer shows you via Zoom to be like, hey, we can make this watch. And you're like, absolutely not. This is garbage. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I
2: don't and, even know and, what these things are. It doesn't look like there's any design here. There's no design. No. But it, you know It's you an know oyster what they, what bracelet. Like?
1: It's a hodgepodge. You know what they look like? What? They look like um, if you guys remember a few years ago when, when Tiffany launched their watch line. This looks exactly like the Tiffany CT60.
2: Ooh. Hold on. I'm gonna pull this up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Google that one.
1: Like almost identical.
2: That was a quartz watch too, right? Oh, yeah. Look no, at that. it was
1: an automatic. They had the CT60 Chrono, but this is the CT60, the standard one. It's got Arabic numerals, yep. date, fence post hands. Uh, look at the case in the bracelet.
2: Yeah. Well, but the CT60 looks a lot better.
1: Oh, 100%. Because <laughs> it was designed by, by, by a Timothy. well-established jeweler. <laughs> We had resources in the industry, but this looks very similar. I mean, even even the font uh, is very similar to to the dials.
2: I I wonder if that's, because I was trying to figure out, like, where did this watch come from? Like, he didn't come up with this watch. Like, where did this come from?
1: Um, Well, maybe he did shit. I don't know. I, I don't know what I don't know. I bet you're right. I bet that's what this is. It, I mean, it's the only thing that I've seen that that looks like that, especially the lugs and and the actual bracelet design itself, because that that CT60 bracelet design is very, I don't want to say like iconic, but it's like it's very specific to their design.
2: Yeah, well, it, it's got a little bit of like, uh, yeah, no, I think you might be right. I think th- <laughs> I, I think the mi- mystery has been solved.
1: Yeah. As soon as I saw this, I was like, what does this remind me of? I know it's like a Gennaro watch, but like, what does this really remind me of? And that's when it that's when it clicked.
2: You know, he released an Instagram like story today where he's kind of like talking about it. And um, how cringe is it? Yeah. I mean, he's got this old story about, you know, I was going to buy a Rolex and then I didn't. So I bought a Bronco. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Uh, but, but at some point he's like, my instructions to the manufacturer were like, hold nothing back, make the best watch you possibly can. Uh, and I was like, where, where did they put the, where did they put, you you know, you can see certain aspects of this watch don't are are interesting, right? The, the, the markers are interesting, um, you, you you know, which is not to say original, perhaps, but they're they're interesting. Um, this sort of like a raised loomed, but like then other parts are like, what the fuck? Actually, the hands on this, at least in the renders, the hands look interesting. Like these could yeah, those those look like they could be nice hands, but then like always earned in like a script at the six o'clock, and then I <laughs> I I kid you not, brick watch company, all spelled out. In fucking Arial at twelve o'clock.
1: That's the used Arial that, for that's his one, brand. That's the one that gets me. Is it doesn't just say brick? It's brick watch company
0: <laughs> in
1: Ariel. Like,
2: in, in 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 large and yeah. small caps. Yeah,
1: it did. did no. Or
2: or in in in, in capitalized and uh, in, in lower lowercase. Yeah, fuck.
1: I mean, what a shit show. I mean, it, whoever his, his, his designer was <laughs> needs to be taken out back. But well, just pay someone. Just come in
2: and be like, I want to get into watches. Design me something cool. And maybe he did and and just got terrible advice. Yeah, it could you know. have been.
1: It, it, that, that's honestly what I think could happen. And this is one of those situations where someone's like, I have so much money that I can throw into something. And you just get bad you get bad consultancy because again, who's gonna take? Who's gonna tell Dave Portnoy no? You know what I and mean? Well, like, pe- people will
2: buy these, right? He, there's gonna course. be like barstool people that are gonna buy these. Bros are gonna buy these.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, one hundred percent. The hundred meter quartz,
2: uh, chrono Chronodiver. diver <laughs> yeah. for twenty four hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, this reminds me of like when people design their own tattoos. Instead of going to the artist and asking for one, they're just like, yeah, "Yeah, I got this. This is what we're gonna do," and you know, you see it, you're like, "Oh, what's what? What is that about?" They're like, "Oh, I I drew this myself." And you're like, oh know. that makes a lot of sense."
1: Wait, how <laughs> is the Chronodiver cords for twenty four hundred dollars?
2: Yeah, well, because it's a diver, a hundred meter diver. I'm literally at a loss for words. The the classic actually looks like comp- you put it next to the chronodiver and you're like well, the classic's not bad. Yeah, it's not
1: bad. Yeah, the chronodiver <laughs> looks like a like a busted fossil. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was trying to think there's there's a brand. I was trying to think. It's this is like a, a Michael Kors watch or something, right? That's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah, Michael Kors
1: watch. Well, you know, it, it's funny you say that because Michael Kors is 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 um the Michael Kors watches are manufactured by fossil. Well,
2: there you go. <laughs> who do you, who did Fossil make these? No, it's a, it's a no no, no I don't I don't think Fossil somebody, made these. But I'm, somebody made these. Somebody no. Made I know these. you know he didn't fucking make them.
1: Of course, of these? course not. Yeah, I I have no idea. But I'm saying you know, it's it like this, this uh like the Michael Kors style, like all of that was Fossil. Like they uh, they were manufactured by Fossil watches and just rebranded for Michael Kors. Right, right, so, right, right.
2: I yeah. You know, Fossil's actually had some good designers. You, you know, I can tell you, so the uh, looking at this watch compared to my watch, so let's just talk about the classic because I don't know enough about chronographs, but uh, that watch compared to my watch, I think at most, even with an expensive OEM, that watch is like a $300 watch. I, I haven't yeah. been, the clasp and the renders looks like it might be good, um, but I haven't seen any actual pictures of the clasp, so I don't know. I mean, even with the hands, like
0: it's
2: stamped. We're looking like maybe at the at the most three hundred and fifty dollars cost. You know, cost on on this watch is what I mean. Even with the salida movement, and and so you you know this comes in at a thousand, and it's like okay, but twenty three hundred, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, right. You you know, a a thousand, twelve hundred, like okay, twenty three hundred. That's just that's just a middle finger. It's egregious. That's a crock of shit.
1: Yeah, I and mean, then <laughs> but the the worst part is though, our watch community at, at large is going to be so not vocal about this. Oh on no, grand, people, on the grand scheme, well, but I'm saying no. Like, on people the grand are torching him things. already. People no, are I torching. Get, him. I mean, I get that, but I'm saying like the watch community at large is a very small community <laughs> compared to the guys that are Barstool fans. You know, like sure, it's, sure. It's, it, As much as we're gonna complain and, and 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 rant and rave on the forums, like. Nobody's going to do anything. It's definitely not going to make a, a, a blip on Dave Portnoy's radar. Sure. Well, it, it, that, that, may be the, that may be the case, and
2: people will buy him. But like for my, for my money, if his first name's not Tom and his last name's not Ford, I'm not buying his bullshit quartz watch. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, at least you'll save the ocean when you do it, though, right? <laughs> yeah, well,
2: I guess there is a thing. He's doing 20% of profits or 24% of sales to a foundation that he set up. And, and we all know that can go terribly, terribly awry, but oh, yeah. that's a cool <laughs> thing. So, you, you know, we're talking $2,000 uh, or $2,400. So we're, so $500 per sale to his 501, uh, which I think is like a small business, 501. I'm, you know, that still makes it e- even take that away. We're still talking about $1,900 for <laughs> this piece of shit. So <laughs>
1: Yeah. But you know
0: though yeah. I I think I think that's probably my favorite part about your watch though is that it's kind of the antithesis of this. It's kind of the no bullshit watch. Yeah. Right? It's kind of just this is this is what it's about. Here it is. Well priced. Have at it. The, like, the water no... resistance
2: yeah. is good enough probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Fuck around and find out. <laughs>
1: no battery needed yeah and again like i said before you know your watch was designed by somebody who's passionate and and designed with intention you've thought through every single aspect of the design and this this brick watch company is designed by someone who's like hey i want to make a watch i know nothing about them so i'm going to pay all these people to do it for me and then they'll 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 just help me make one that's do you guys it's know who lazy. Harris,
2: it's lazy do you guys know who nick harris or right do you guys know what ryan
1: watches yeah yeah
2: so Nick, Nick Harris is the owner of Orion watches and Nick has been a friend of mine for, for years, for years. Uh, I just really love that guy. And when I was designing this, um, I was, I'm, I'm also working on other watches. Right. Uh, and when I designed my second, the very first design for our second watch, or probably what's going to wind up being our third watch, I sent it to Nick and I was like, what do you think? And he said something really valuable to me. He said, the world does not need more watches. And that was like kind of hard stop. And I was like, say more. Uh, and he was like, look, you, you've you made a watch. And yeah, I'm sure it's cool. Like, it'll be cool. You'll get it in metal. It'll be fine. But what are you doing here? Like, and and not talking about the 11 Atmos, by the way. And in fact, I think he was contrasting with the 11 Atmos because this this watch I had designed was something different. And, um, you, you know, it, it's, it was such a good point. And I was like, well, if we're not designing something cool, what, what the fuck are we doing? And it was sort of it was such a simple statement and it really made me rethink what we were doing. And I, and I think that, that Dave Portnoy doesn't have someone giving him that advice, right? He's yeah. just making a watch. He, he, you know, I don't want to say it's a cash grab, you know, cause I hate it when people say that he's an entrepreneur. I don't, I don't, money I, don't on the yeah, I
1: don't, I don't think it's a cash grab. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, how could it be? Yeah.
2: But it's just another watch. Like he didn't, there was no, there's nothing here, right? He didn't design this. Um. And, and if, you know, you know, and, and I mean that like in the, in the like, philosophical sense, right? Obviously somebody designed it, but they they got paid too much. Uh like there's nothing there's no there's nothing about that watch that makes me think like oh I see what they're doing here. And that's yeah. the problem with this watch more than anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So speaking of uh what's up next for Foster? Yeah, Foster, so we've got uh
2: as I alluded to earlier, the 11 Atmos is a line of watches, which, you know, uh, maybe, maybe spoiler alert is going to be our entry level line of watches. You know, this is a inexpensive watch. It's probably, we're, we're underselling this by about a hundred bucks in terms of practical m- margins, um, long-term healthy business type margins. Uh, so we need to get the price up a little bit, but still we're hoping to keep it, you know, extremely affordable. So, mm-hmm. um, we're, we've got, I, I think our second watch will be a field watch. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm almost confident. Uh, I'm almost positive at this point. It will have a very similar case. It'll have a bigger aperture on the dial. Um, but a very similar case, no, no rotating bezel, um, probably blasted. Although we might do brushed variants as well. Um, we might change the bracelet. We'll definitely change the dial. We'll probably, I should say, change the handset. The handset's yeah. been a little a little controversial. People don't love this handset. I'm going to tell you right now, this is the perfect handset for this watch. And I do, say just for the record. I do. I love this handset. it's the perfect handset for this watch. And and if you think, if you think that's not right, you're not understanding what we're trying to do with that said, I understand why not everybody loves it. We'll do something, probably do something different on the field watch because I don't think that handset makes as much sense on a field watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's coming next. I think we'll probably play more with colors because (laughs) we want to make watches that people are going to buy. Um, it, you know, so we'll play with colors. We've got some pretty, some fun ideas, I think with that. We're also, uh, right now, well, we've been designing a pro diver and, you know, to, to, to credit Nick Harris, we, we want to do it right. So, um, still playing with some case designs and, um, you, you know, I would say, um, we're, we're, I'll, I'll say this, we're looking at, um, Tag Heuer, uh, seventies Tag Heuer for references, um, looking at Monin, um, that sort of stuff. Um, and when I say pro diver, it'll be a 200 meter watch. It'll be Sapphire. It'll be the goodies, but, but with definitely some vintage aesthetic, um, but, but probably the trappings that you'd expect out of a, a more premium piece. So we haven't decided about movements japanese or swiss we really like the miyota movements but um we, we might play around with with um so prod perhaps or or Salita. i think are both in the runnings. there's a couple of chinese micro rotor movements that i think are interesting but i'm not sure we'd go that direction at least with that watch yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah those are the two watches that are on the horizon the field diver probably being or the, the excuse me, the field watch probably being <laughs> the <laughs> the field diver, the field watch probably being the one that we get to next. Love it, very cool, love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, you guys made faces when I said tag Hoyer. Uh, ho- hopefully, those were good faces. I couldn't, those uh, are good
0: No, that's an era of watchmaking I really enjoy to be honest. All right,
2: yeah, so. I-, I love the monitor case, and I think nobody's doing it well today. Um, there's that I can't. What's the name of that company that just came out? They've got like a scuba dude on the dial. It's a Swiss company. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, yes. So basically, you're talking about the case where the where the the, the crown guards they almost look like they're pinched yes. together. Yes, yeah. yes. That yes, is yes. uh. So that's a money case, right? Is, yeah, is yeah.
2: essentially what that is. And and we wouldn't do that. We we wouldn't be that on the nose with it. But that some of those some of those lines are kind of what we're using for um to to get us started. Uh it'll be different yeah. than that. But yeah, we're 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 playing with that right now. Yeah.
1: Full send.
0: All good, thanks. Full send. But hey, uh wow. I mean this one this is probably going to be one of our longer episodes, which is great. Um it should be. Yeah, I don't know absolutely. if that's a
2: good thing or not, but whiskey and watches said the same thing. I think that might be a bad thing that no, people... it's not a bad thing. All right. All
0: right people all right. seem to listen to the end from what I've noticed, at least. Yeah. At any right, rate, good. but you know, at least it means I feel like it means that this was at least packed with some, uh, meaningful stuff, but, um, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Obviously. Thanks for sharing your watch with us. I know it's new. It's sort of fresh and obviously you want to get the word out, but, uh, you know you didn't have to do that and thank you for hopping on with us and uh you know no, hopefully you for I, I would i'm i'm hopefully going to get to see one of these one day which would be great also yes
2: yes likewise we can make that happen we can make that happen
0: awesome <laughs> um yeah anything else you want to uh put out there before we see this one out
2: yeah no look i i mean do you mind if i just direct plug just go uh, right ahead f- hey look you guys fosterwatches.com at Foster watch Co. on instagram that's that's those are really our two primary modes of communicating if if you're interested and you want to be on our email list you can do that at the website uh but yeah fosterwatches.com available for sale right now and if this first weekend's turnaround was any indication you order the watch we'll probably have it to you within a matter of days you know so i know i know we're in a, a pre-order kickstarter world that's not what we're doing here we've we've purchased these watches we own them so please for the love of god take them off our fucking hands
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> the like best i'm sales. sitting i'm sitting best on inventory bird. <laughs> i'm sitting on inventory your boy needs to sling some steel let's go let's go Uh,
0: that's great everett thank you for joining us and if you haven't already please check out 40 and 20 po- and sorry, 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. I always think that right. I know it's – it's. when I hopped on with you guys, you were just 40 and 20. But I've also known Will quite a long time. So 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Check out Foster Watch Co. And uh, we'll catch you next week on Rich Cheese Radio. Peace.